And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. I am joined as always by Mo DeKeel. Mo, one night of basketball left in this week before the All-Star break. I think we got some good ones in. We got some great ones. I mean, <laughs> Jared, we got a double overtime game. That's pretty good. Brian Smith is our producer. Let's get into the double overtime. It's a non sequitur, but I got to give him a shout out at the top of the show. The Heat, they beat the Hornets 111-107, remain on top of the Eastern Conference. They won that in double overtime. Kyle Lowry just came up huge in this game. He was impressive. I mean, he's been great whenever he's been on the court for the Heat. You know, it wasn't just the scoring with the 25 points. I mean, granted, him and Duncan Robinson were about the only Heat players that can shoot and make a three. They had a lot of guys that shot threes, but they were the only ones that made more than one. And when you look at Lowry, the stuff he does with the kick aheads, his defense, you know, drawing charges and things like that, like he just fits so well with that squad. It really works out perfectly for him and and he's just so good Jared yes Miami had a really nicely balanced game and that's even with Jimmy Butler going five for 24 from the field one for nine from deep but the one he hit was the one that mattered I mean it was the one that kind of just sealed it they're down I mean they're up too in double overtime and he just kind of stares it down and and he comes off of a, a ghost screen kind of situation, gets it to him, holds it for a second, and then pulls it, and he finally makes it to go one to eight and then puts the heat up five. I mean, it's just one of those things where if you're Charlotte, you're like, yo, he's 0 for 7. We're okay here if he takes this shot. It's the shot you probably want Jimmy to take, and just bad luck on that one, I'd say. Charlotte, guys that did well. Miles Bridges, he had 29 points and 11 boards. Lamelo fouled out. He he also shot one for he shot one for nine. Jim Butler one for eight from deep. He had a bad shooting night, but was moving the ball phenomenally and was finding Montrez Harrell, who he had twenty four points, had some big rebounds, was just phenomenal at the end of this game. Yeah, I mean Lamelo is the guy that moves the ball. Fourteen assists for them. You know, picking rolls, hitting Harrell on the rolls. He had a big play down the stretch. He hits the short roller to P.J. Washington in the first overtime. Washington ends up hitting Harrell who kind of had a short action and circled underneath the rim. He gets a look. He gets fouled. He goes one and two from the line to tie the game to, to force the first overtime. A lot of overtimes here, folks, so it gets a little bit confusing of which shot at the end of the game led to what. But I think you're you're looking at the stuff that Charlotte did. It was all Miles Bridges. You know, he was just big for them down the stretch, was trying his very best to keep him in the game, making plays and things like that. Just wasn't enough at the end of the night. All right, so we're heading into the All-Star break. Charlotte Hornets, 1-9 and nine their last 10. They are now tied with the Atlanta Hawks at the back of the play-in game. Washington Wizards are right behind them. New York Knicks aren't too far, though the Knicks suck right now, so they're probably not going to catch up. But what do you think of Charlotte's fortunes or whatever the hell we say this as for the rest of the season? Are they actually going to be at risk of falling out of the play-in? 
you have to look at it as they're definitely at risk to fall out of the playing game with Washington not far behind them, just a game back. And being without Gordon Hayward has really hurt them, and, and they're struggling a little bit. That's why I found it interesting that they didn't get a real center at the trade deadline. No offense, Trez, but I think you know that was something that really mattered for them. I'm not too worried about the Knicks. I mean, granted, it's only a few games back, but let's just be honest. It feels like it's 30 games back with how badly the Knicks have been playing lately. So for them, they just got to keep an eye on Washington, but I think they need to use this all-star break to just kind of regroup here a little bit and come out strong at the end of the at the start of basically the uh, second half of the season although they're we're well past the halfway mark yeah the all-star break is really confusing at this point like the seasons we got a what like a third of it left at this point like it's pretty close to the end now yeah i mean can we start working on it so that it's at 41 so it's more the halfway mark because it feels funny that we're we're like okay we're we're at the halfway mark because we're at the all-star game but there's only 20 games left i get confused yeah, someone once gave me the argument that uh, they didn't want it to be in the middle of the winter because it would be too cold. It's cold every goddamn year at the All-Star break when they're in a cold city, so I don't think that's going to be it. It's really nice in L.A. right now, though. <laughs> Man, I wish I was in L.A. right now. Uh, okay, real quick. Miami, they're on top of the East still. Uh, are they like? Are, are, do they go into the All-Star break feeling like they're clearly championship contenders? I feel like they got to feel confident, you know, when they're doing this and Tyler Hero's not been healthy, you know, and they miss him coming off the bench and things like that. They got to feel pretty good. But I, I'm still I, I think I talked about it with you, Jared, last time we were on the Daily Dink. I'm still concerned about their crunch time offense down the stretch. It's a lot of Jimmy Butler isolation. And look, guys. I'm all for it for three and a half quarters, but down the stretch, I don't trust him to do that at the end of games, and I would like them to find another offense. Picked a great night to say this, where they made an 11-point comeback at the end of this game, but you are right. I do agree. No, I mean, yeah, they had an 11-point comeback against the Charlotte Hornets. Let's see you do it against other teams, you know, and I think that's the the real issue there, and when they come into the playoffs and they want to be contenders, you're going to have to do it against some heavy-duty teams. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know a game had to be good to bury this one into the second block of the show because the Sixers come back at the very end and beat the Milwaukee Bucks 123 to 120. They are now in third place. The Bucks have fallen down to fifth place. Cleveland at fourth. They're all tied in the standings. They're all basically the same spot. But this is fascinating that the Sixers haven't even gotten James Harden out there. They're playing without Seth Curry, playing without Ben Simmons. Amazing they're winning games without Ben Simmons on the roster without James Harden. But the Sixers are already primed to take over the Eastern Conference if they can really hit a huge run here by getting this win. Yeah, I mean, this was a big win for them, a real confidence builder and them kind of going at Giannis. Giannis, let's just be honest here. Giannis had an unbelievable game, you know, and they, for the most part, had 
Georgie's Yang guarding him, right? And, you know, they were able to survive all of that. The Bucks really couldn't make a three, but give credit to Joel Embiid. He was just freaking unbelievable down the stretch. Just another MVP performance against also another dude who put up an MVP performance in Giannis. Like, this was really kind of a weird game. I don't know if you caught it, Jared, but like at the end, it just didn't feel like anybody wanted to win. Felt like we had like a thousand missed shots in the final minute and a half of this game and nothing was going down. Like just a little bit of a weird, weird night there. Yeah, lots of misses and turnovers at the very end. You know, the Sixers, they were up big early in the third quarter. They had a, was it an 18 point lead at one point? And it kind of like slowly dwindled in the third. They lost it towards the end of the fourth and then we're able to kind of get it back together and even credit to Embiid for taking it into his own hands a bit at the end there but the Sixers it's funny because I just the last time I watched the Sixers was they played the Celtics on Tuesday night and the Celtics uh, had their way with them a little bit I mean it was a 50 point blowout basically and the Sixers team is basically the same team that played that night and everybody just looks more engaged and more cohesive and they all look like they showed up and it's fascinating to see the way that this team can be so up and down. Well, I mean, that happens. When you get your ass kicked one night, you're going to come in with a little bit more attention and focus the next night. They're very lucky to not be going into the All-Star break after that 50-point beatdown or whatever it was from the Celtics. You know, this one, they get to come in riding a little bit of a high. It was nice to see that James Harden has a regular sweatshirt and not some crazy uh, (laughs) uh, sports coat outfit that he had that he wore the other night. So I thought that was also a big win for the Sixers, knowing that, hey, there's some normal clothing there. But they got good production, I think, from a lot of guys. Corkmaw's beginning to find his shot against something that they struggled to shoot all season. That's a guy they're definitely going to need to make shots now that, that they traded Seth Curry in that trade with for James Harden. So I think this was a big win for them. Embiid's going to be Embiid, but they need everybody else to sort of step up. Tobias Harris with 19 points, you know, like pretty solid night from him and being a contributor. I think this is, a for them, a pretty solid win to feel comfortable with. Now, he had four dimes and no turnovers. He was moving the ball pretty nicely. And credit to George Yang, who, you know, he's with Curry gone, he's also going to have to step into being an important floor spacer. He was five for 10 from deep. You know, after kind of like barely sneaking into the league, he's turned into a pretty solid three and D row bench guy. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he fills that role really well for the Sixers. And again, even though Giannis put up monster, put up another 32 point night. He did a good job just kind of holding him off a little bit and allowing Embiid to roam because they wanted to avoid Embiid having to guard Giannis on a lot of possessions. And because of him, they were able to do that. Let's get into our last game. CJ McCollum comes out in the fourth quarter, 38 point game night, has a huge fourth quarter comeback for the Pelicans against Dallas. Looks great. Didn't matter because the Dallas Mavericks won 125 to 118 with Luka Doncic having. 49 points, 15 boards, and 8 assists. Third 40-point game in the past week. Luka is hitting one of his biggest heaters of his career right now. It's funny. I just feel like we have this kind of conversation once a year about Luka. Right? He goes on these runs where all of a sudden he starts rolling. He looks in so much better shape than what he was to start the year. You're feeling pretty confident if you're the the Mavs going like, hey, man, this is the Luka Doncic we've been waiting for for a long time. And it helped them. Wire-to-wire win, right? They led the entire game. Never had, even though the Pelicans made a run at them, was never really in that much of a threat down the stretch. And, man, Luka magic, dude. That's, that's just fun to watch him. When he's in that type of zone, good luck stopping him. That's going to do it for us tonight. We won't have games again until a week from tonight, the 24th. 
or I guess you're listening on Friday. So, you know, Thursday, whatever. You guys know how math works. We will see you then. He's Moda Keel, Brian Smith producing the show. I'm Jared Weiss. This is the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA show. Take us out of here, Mo. Ding, ding. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.